1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
4: Welcome Welcome to Real Life, everyone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk?
0: Episode 380 of the Real Life Podcast, where Wanya says... I'm not in love
1: with Matthew Kachuk. Earlier, Wanya, you idiot.
0: I was playoff hoping. war every game life or death yep episode 380 of the real life podcast brought to you by the hga group we love them very much here to make your business better shout out to the hga group um all right few things to do few things to discuss today i think but first i want to talk about the fact that although the listeners can't see it wanye is shades on vest on rolling. <laughs> In the passenger seat of a beautiful Alfa Romeo from Alfa Romeo of Edmonton.
1: Hanging out the passenger side. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Life is good. I know the Oilers went in five. My shades are on because the future is bright.
0: Fair enough. Um, That's a way to look at it. Yeah. uh, Last night, we were down at uh, Beercade for the watch party. Myself, Jay, Mm -hmm. Kylie was there. Jared was there. Um, When Matt Kachuk put that ninth goal into the empty net. Jay, you were gone in the blink of an eye. I don't even remember you leaving. You were just like, bang out the door.
4: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it wasn't more, it was, it was, it was twofold. Like, yeah, frustrated with how things finished. Uh, but also I've got, I got to get home. I get, I got this guilt. I gotta, I gotta try to keep the vibes positive. positive energy, positive vibes, positive outcomes.
0: Last night was not so, a yeah, positive.
4: Outcome. Smoke bomb out of there. But I saw I, I didn't I watched the entire game at Beercade. I had some friends that came and I went and hung out with them for the last couple of minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, that was a not a fun night. Uh uh-uh.
1: uh. It was fine at the end, but I mean it was a good time. They came back from a four goal deficit. That was rocking and rolling.
0: Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Uh, that's a glass half full approach. But I like everybody's it,
1: yelling, flames jerseys everywhere, ambiance on blast. That was great.
0: The comeback was yeah. great. The fact that you blew the opportunity where like Markstrom was terrible and like the Oilers cost and, and just couldn't give him a save down the stretch. Smith couldn't bail him out early. It's just like, holy shit. Well, what are we going to go? 16,
1: on, 16 and 0 on reach the cup? No,
4: we're going to lose a few yeah. games on the roots to the cup. Oh, I percent but that, that one, like, I think the score is kind of masking uh, actually how bad it was for the Oilers. That was a total no show by the Oilers. Uh, you know, Calgary took their foot off the gas and we ex- exploited that for a little bit. But then once they decided to turn it on again, they just like owned us. It was funny to see how like outside of McDavid, how everyone to quote uh, Todd, Todd, uh, Jay Woodcroft um, missed assignments, just missed assignments all over the ice and mistakes all over the place. And I need your scoring chances for Calgary at by by the truckload.
0: I thought Zach Hyman had a good game. Hyman was good. McDavid was good. Yamamoto was good. And that's yep. about where I draw the line because I don't think there was anyone else who should uh, be feeling any sort of positivity about their performance in game one. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It was just that was that was not the Oilers we saw in game six and game seven. I get Calgary is a better foe uh, than LA um, but you just hope that we would rise to the occasion. That was just like I uh, <laughs>
1: If that Mike Smith was going to show up though, I'm glad he showed up for game one, not game seven of last series. Yeah. Oh, right, hundred percent. Like if that guy has to pop his head in and say, hi, he had two shutouts in the first round. I'm glad it was in a game. We could afford to lose.
4: Yeah. It's a seven game series. Right. So for me, it's like, okay, like I'm not, it's funny. Like how I felt after games four and five, I felt way worse after those games. than I do after last night, because last night was just like, systemically bad so I'm yes gonna, okay so <laughs> let's just rewind forget about it and move the game to friday to me is a very important game in terms of how we show up and how we play and that's going to tell me how this series is going to go
1: if they told you before the game the oilers were, will score six would you
0: panic all at even strength <laughs> <I know. laughs> our power play sucked we
4: scored strange at all at even strength we, we just cunts. couldn't defend. We couldn't defend, and sure, yeah, oh. we dump on Koskinen for letting in some softies, but like he also made some saves. Like he was getting shelled, man.
1: How about Mike Smith letting in the least goals of everybody and getting yeah. hit?
0: His stat oh, line goes man. down as like potentially the best in that, right? Like it's close. Yeah, it's, in it's terms wild, of save man. percentage, it's
1: wild. Like we back- did a show. We did a little show this morning with Princey. We did like a one-off Battle of Alberta shit-talking session, me and Coom and Princey. It was interesting to hear his take on things. He's like, nobody in Calgary feels confident with this win. Nobody. Everybody in Calgary, the narrative is, the Oilers are renowned for starting terribly and getting better as the day goes on. And the Flames are renowned for starting great and then dying as the game goes on. And they're like... The oilers are probably gonna win this because they just get better as the game goes on and we get worse. That's the narrative.
0: So everyone oh, walked away yeah. from game one feeling not good about their chances of yeah. winning. This yeah. Oh I'd rather be the chief one
4: nothing. But yeah. Like the only guy feeling and, good is Brady Kachuk. Like we tied the fucking well, he's hung over right now for sure. And so his dad <laughs> and sister and mom. Oh his dad granddad. is for sure. The whole Kachuk family is feeling it. Um It's just, man, we, we, I I get it. Calgary left the foot off the gas and we got it tied. Like we just couldn't like reach within ourselves to take that like extra step that was needed that we didn't have. Like it was like, and then just to give up three goals like that, you're just like, fuck. Like, cause I was like, Oh shit we got to wake up and then they woke up and we didn't like, they were able to like fall asleep and wake up. And we just like kind of perpetually were napping. That's wow.
1: back from a four goal deficit. That's yeah. But, that's, but
4: that was a function. Yeah. We put some, some pressure, but that was a function of Calgary laying their foot off the gas. When Calgary was on, we couldn't contain them. We were just fucking everything up and letting them have every chance they wanted uh, to, to, to score. And wow. It sounds to was- me
1: like you really love the Calgary flavor. Jason I think you'd like to say, Jesus Murphy, <laughs> Well, no, it's just uh, that <laughs> they're it terrible. It They'll do self nine, nine goals. I know. I know. Game. After like, nine goals in the last game, too.
4: Like, Connor, Connor, oh was, my God. I, uh, Connor, after a presser, says, you know, if you score four, that should be enough to win. We scored six.
0: All at even strength. Like, the power play All was embarrassing.
4: Power play was so bad. We couldn't win a face off. Like, there's, I, I, I'm just like, I, I don't want to, I'm just like, I'm not that fucking bad, but I'm, I'm obviously bending about this. But like, we just did everything bad, everything bad. So you know what? Fuck it. Calgary Forget is a good team, like legit. Calgary is a good team. They're but they're a good team. Yes, yes. they are. They are. They, they are built for the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're a good team. But like, we weren't playing our game at all. No, we're chasing that looks like them like the, around. That looked like the shutout game in L. Well, no, it's not true. They scored six. So no anyways, one feels good. Princey doesn't. Friday feel good. Friday is a big statement game. Even if we, even if we are to lose Friday, as long as we show up and we make it close, like once again, you know, this, what's, it, what's the saying here, M. Chuck? The series you don't have a series until someone loses at home or something like
0: that. You're never in trouble till you lose at home. Yeah. So oh. I just, just want to see a
4: solid effort on Friday. Like, and they, I, I want them to win. Obviously I want yeah. them to, I want us to, to close this out in five, but we just need to wake up because that was very scary.
0: Yeah. Bag milk. You are here now. Hello. Welcome. <gasps> I hope you're feeling better. I saw you tweeted about you had, about how you had the flu. I am not feeling better.
2: That's how you know that's kind of why last night's game feels okay. I feel like shit. So in- your baseline
1: of feeling is so low that this doesn't even bother you.
2: Well, and I just got another kick to the pills 10 seconds ago. So, uh, yeah, good day. Well, there's lost game one. It's fun.
1: What happened to you 10 seconds ago share with the class?
2: Uh nothing crazy. Nothing
1: crazy. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, Did I'll One be- of your testicles fall off. <laughs> yeah. Now I only have three. Oh, they're like a basket of grapes down there. Mm-hmm. It's all clanging around. Yep. Gross. I <laughs> No wonder you have an OnlyFans. It does so well. Yeah, may need one. You need have you seen those OnlyFans ads where the guy's like, I play the piano. And the girl's like, I am a singer. Like, no one here does porno. OnlyFans. Don't try to sell me on this new era of OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I'm not buying it. End of story.
2: I'm um, now I'm going to Google those commercials. I need to see them.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I see like crazy. Things. Maybe that's because no, I'm kidding. Targeted ads. Yeah. Like people complaining about the Russian bride ads on the nation. Yeah. <laughs> that's your doing, sir.
0: Okay. Cookies, you know? Yep. that will get you. What
1: were your thoughts on last night's hockey match? Now that we've got the only fans out of the way.
2: I just, I was surprised that, I mean, everybody was so fired up about last night's game, everybody. And then the people that needed to be seemed not to be, you know, the Oilers were so flat in the start. There was no urgency. There was just nothing. It was dry toast for six minutes. And Mike Smith couldn't make a save when he needed one. The Oilers couldn't clear their zone when they needed to Calgary just ran the show. They were outclassed in every single way. The, what made it fun was Jacob Markstrom was also trash. So to pop six in on him, this guy's beatable. And if there's any takeaway from last night's game that I hope the others have, it's that you can beat this guy, you can beat Uh him. And if you make some adjustments on the power play, because the power play was just awful. Oh
0: my God. They didn't get set up once.
2: No, not once. Calgary was so aggressive on the PK. So it'll be interesting to see what, if any adjustments happen there. Because if you had told me that the Oilers lost nine, six, I would have never imagined that the power play would have been an issue. So there's just, I mean, nowhere to go, but up from there really. Um, But man, they made it exciting. The boys made it really exciting and... I just thought we were man when Yamamoto tied at the start of the third period, I just had these feelings. I was just like, Oh, you dumb fuckers are going to drop this game that you deserve to win. And we're going to have something here. But unfortunately they just like Tyler said earlier, they couldn't get a save.
4: they are going to win in oh, five, uh, not four. So don't, don't get too uh, worried. The other, this is probably going seven. I think like, this, like this is just going to be, a, this is going to be a good series. Like, uh, well, provided we show up, this is going to be a good series. I just, Like I just hope like we misfired on every possible element of the game of hockey that you could, (laughs) uh, I guess outside of five on five scoring, but once again, that's a, you know, that's a a victory we're celebrating because the enemy had their kind of backs turned to us for a brief moment. But you know, there was 30 minutes of that of, of last night that were fucking amazing. Where it's like, oh my god, if they can get within two before the end of the set, oh my god, they got within one. Oh my god, if they can score early in the third, like all those things was Like, I was out of my chair, I was fist bumping. We weren't high fiving at Beercade, we were high tenning. Yeah. It was the it was it was like it was it was a vibe there. And and just for them to just immediately give up that goal, which and, and how it was given up. And, and you know, it, it just like, oh for fuck's sakes. Like we just couldn't tighten up our game, like for the last 15 minutes of that third period. It was right fucking there. Mm-hmm. Right, but we didn't have it. Today. It was clear. We didn't have it. We didn't have it. And that's, you know, we didn't have it a couple times in the last series. So, you know, these things happen. Uh, I hope, you know, you know, the others, maybe take a bus ride and go for a nice peaceful walk around Lake Louise. Uh, regroup as a team. Um, maybe have a hot chocolate. Uh, and uh, get really fired up, uh, reset and fired up for tomorrow and show up because that is a big, 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 big game statement game. And we don't even have to win to make the statement, but we better win and we will win.
0: Watch party is going to be at Pint on White, and yeah, I'd, I'd like again, it's just frustrating how it's the same issues that just seem to sink this team, right? Like slow starts against LA, kill them, kill them, kill them, and it's like, what the hell, right? Like, even in game one of the last series, like, slow start. You should have been amped but up. I won with- the series though, you sad sack. I know, but it's just like how is They this won the series, Graham be- Jack. But the point is good news not really, because the point is it just seems like more often than not, when You're telling a- me beating the Kings
1: in seven is not good. I see. I never said that was bad. I never said, what's going was on I never I said see it wasn't
0: what's good. Going on. Um the point is more often than not, when this team should be like fired up and full of piss and vinegar to go out and start a game well, they just like don't like more than 50% of the time. Like I know game seven, they started good, but it's just annoying. Like how is there not more? And like, it's been years of this shit with them where it's just like, they don't feel the need or the urge to start on time. Maybe it's because they read the schedule and they think the game is supposed to start at eight 30 and the puck doesn't drop till eight 51. But I don't know,
1: man. I don't, don't think things are that dire. They won the first series and they're down one, nothing. and just scored six goals. I don't think we need to, look for like macro conclusions to make about the team stinking.
4: Not yet. No, you're right. Like just move on from it. Move on. But it still happened and it's still fresh in our brains. and It's tough not to like,
1: you ever heard that Ariana Grande song? Thank you. Next.
0: It's like that, but hockey. Fair enough. Move on.
1: Just move on your M
0: You'll be all right. What did we think of the entire Sportsnet panel wearing uh, cowboy hats before the game? That feels like a weird way to choose one side in the Battle of Alberta.
1: Like all the teachers got dressed up and went to the dance in a
4: theme.
2: I tweeted last night. They better be holding a donaire for a segment when the when the series comes back up here.
4: Mm. I just had a donaire oh. green onion cake for a hat.
0: Wanye, mm-hmm. how was your donaire? Good man. It was good. Jared
1: sales. Jared got hot sauce on his doner and no sweet sauce. So I don't even know what to talk about there. Other than we got to find a new sales guy because <laughs> that ain't right. I'm not that negative after this game. I thought it was a very entertaining game. I don't see anything that happened in that game that we can't bounce back from. I think Mike Smith plays best when he's embarrassed himself to start. And I think he plays best when he's seeking revenge and he's going to be doing both.
2: I hope so.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like I'm I'm happy to hear that they announced Smitty is, is a game two starter. I think that is the right move. You're going to have a fired up Smitty um, and he's going to be determined. He knows he like, yes, we gave up those chances, but two of those three goals were stinkers, but you know, we shouldn't have also given up those chances, but we did, you know, uh, you make that first save on that first goal, you know, not to say that changes the whole outcome of the game, but you know, it, 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 Definitely, well, it, 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 it changes the score of the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you're Miko Koskinen, you got to be kicking yourself this morning, right? Like all you had to do was play one decent game and you would have been the hero and you may have actually even gotten the start in game two. Like, if like they would- He
1: must have been like, what the flying fuck am I doing playing net this quick into game one? Like he probably sat down, had a nice pregame meal, ready to chill, watch some hockey. Boom, bitch, you're in. Well, we were yeah. giving up
4: five alarm chances. It was the right call to Paul Smith. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was oh yeah. yeah. but You like, have to. Like, like, yeah, Miko could have made it. Miko let a few weak ones in, but like, he, like, it, it wasn't, they weren't, it wasn't like he was getting shelled like the Kings would shell us all from a perimeter. This is like, like, right in the slot, yeah. like, you know, lower likelihood to save situations. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, sure. Like, fuck, I wish he saw the they, you know, that Chuck five hole. Like, you know, that could have been saved. And there's that, I can't remember with Backland or whatever, one that squeaked through them that I think that was the one that was the the go-ahead after we tied it. And we're just like, oh my God. But anyways.
2: We also learned about that wild rule in the penalty box where you can
1: what
4: was going on there? I couldn't out. quite piece together what was happening. Coincidentals? You're allowed to elect if you've got multiple players in the box, who goes up first if they're I guess the penalties happened at the same time. Normally yeah. you would pair up with like Kachuk and Shellington were in the box. Shellington had a holding call and then Kane and Kachuk had a uh, coincidentals. So normally you go out, you know, the, the guy had the holding put in goes up first and the two coincidental guys wait until it's sort trying to get out after a whistle and they both yeah. go out. But you're able to you're able to elect actually between those two on the Calgary side who can go out for her. so so
1: one guy that like got like paroled early he got to leave early
4: well not he served his two minutes um but shellington had to do the after whistle thing um so you know good coaching knowing the rules putting your offensive guy out first and happens to then score a goal which you're just like oh but why do you score a goal a horrific horrific giveaway
0: and that was just the name of the game we like giveaway city that we were just giving it away that was, like, dry subtle, that was a dumb mistake. Um, that was also probably Evander Kane's worst game as an Oiler, I think. Like, he was oh, my brutal.
4: Terrible. He was moved. That third, third goal, was all just mm-hmm. trying to cause. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Second, third, third. Yep. But, um, like, giving a battle. Uh, turn. Is, His goal is, is Jay's Jay's internet, else, Yeah, uh, is anyone
0: else not hearing anything Jay's saying? Oh. oh, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, you're back. You were just uh, you went robot mode for those uh, few. I thought it was my phone. I was like, what the fuck? No, is I, mean, this no, is no I
4: got. I, I I just got the badge. It says my uh, internet's connection is unstable.
0: I will right, we'll take that out of the podcast. All
4: right. Um, anyways, all yeah. right, our goaltending's unstable. Yeah, goal Inter- the whole team was unstable. Yeah, for- why would yeah. the internet be any different? <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, Vander Kane, I thought was really bad. Um, The blue line. I'm going to look
2: for a bright side on Vander Kane's game. I actually, (laughs) I went pretty heavy on him getting more than half a penalty minute. That had a plus 120 payout. So, oh, thanks. I guess.
4: Wow. I guess covered that. Gotta look for some
2: silver nining, some somewhere.
4: Yeah. Well, the silver lining to last night is McDavid is still on a mission. He had what, four points last night. Yeah. And this was not the Edmonton Oilers that, uh, that took to the ice yesterday. So, you know, and baby said earlier, it can only get better from here or only get go up from here. So I expect Friday to be much, much better.
0: And that is a positive. And we are going to be vibing hard at the pint on white hard. Oh yeah. I intend on going very hard. That's a good, that's a good,
4: that's a good spot for a mm. game to like my show up game. It's a good vibe there.
0: Yeah. Uh, we will have a good time at the pint on white and we'll be giving away a bunch of stuff as well. So if you want somewhere to watch the game, uh, come watch it with us. Pint on white. Jay will be there. What are some of the big prizes that
4: uh, we're giving away through our charity raffle with free play for kids?
0: So this one is just mind blowing to me. Um, two nights at the Fairmont Jasper park lodge, and not only do you get the two nights there, but you get an Alfa Romeo to drive out there in. So you get a high. I way. went for a Donaire and an Alfa Romeo. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful car. Um, so, yeah, you get two nights at the Fairmont JPL with an Alfa Romeo to drive out there in for your trip. That's unreal. Uh, unreal. We give away playoff experiences. So a chance to get you in the building for a home playoff date and uh, also the chance to go golfing with me at Cattail Crossing. So shout out to our new friends at Cattail Crossing. You can come uh hit the links with me at some point in the spring when the weather's good. Lots of prizes and an Oilers jersey. Yesterday we gave away an orange Connor McDavid jersey, and the guy who won it was wearing an orange Connor McDavid jersey. And I was like, why do you need two of these? And he was like, I don't know. Of course he did. It was weird. <laughs> One's for
2: wearing one's for sleeping in mm-hmm. one's lucky
4: Aww. one's cursed. Guess which <laughs> one, one's which. one to one to stock and one to rock. That is your <laughs> head way, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that was funny. Also, there was, Oh, last night, there was a guy in attendance who had just worked like 35 straight days um, 35 straight days out in Kelowna or Kamloops. And he woke up in the morning, drove straight to Edmonton, came straight to beercade and was at the watch party. And that guy was a respect beauty. name. Oh, damn it. His name's slipping. <laughs> oh, my mind.
1: Alex. Bastard. It's Alex. His moment. Alex. Well done.
4: I love it. Alex. Love Charles, what's up?
3: Hey, boy, sorry, I could not join right off the bat, but uh, I thought I'd drop in and say what's up and see how everybody's feeling today.
4: <laughs> you were very active on Twitter yesterday and trying to be the prince of positivity. It was very good to I see. I thought he was having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, well, know, it was very off-brand for you, but <laughs> I love it.
3: I don't think it is off-brand because I've never been someone who shits on a team when they get down. I've always I've always tried to teach my boys and tried to think myself that, you know, you're never out of it and down three, nothing in the first uh, down one, nothing down two nothing after the first minute, I just knew what I was going to see. So I was triggered by just the thoughts of what I was going to see. And it just didn't disappoint. You know, people who, you know, claim that they're there hundred percent for this team are, Saying, Oh fuck, this team sucks. I hope they're better tomorrow, like next game. And <laughs> me, I said counting that. Counting them out. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is the playoffs. Like, they're never out of it. And you know, was I right? Kind of. You know, six six at one point. We're sitting there going, I'm and I'm looking at my family going, see, they're never out of it. We gotta Yes, get a home George, it. positivity. And, it, and and you know, the the storyline so much changed in that game from I just didn't want to hear it the next day from, you know, North American sports media that was going to say we had waited for this and look at the team that showed up. And I just didn't want to hear it. So like, I wanted nothing more than for the Oilers to come back because, but, and and it swung the storyline when they did, it was like, now it went from this team's not built for the playoffs. They can't match with Calgary. See everybody that, you know, Gretzky sitting there going to see, I was right to, Holy shit, you know, the the fight's not over and the Oilers have something, but they just couldn't hold on. But man, when it was 6-6, I've sent out a tweet that said, I am proud of this team because Mm -hmm. you could have easily given up. And they showed that they weren't going to, and it made me happy. And, you know, they can
1: score on Markstrom. They know they
3: can. Exactly. At one point, you saw he had 12 shots and let in three or four goals or something. And you're going like I know our goals are, didn't, didn't play that bad. And my, my view on pulling Smith and I thought they might've pulled him a little early. I was hoping they would let him stay in there at three, maybe, maybe take him out at four because what really, creative, I thought he had that wild look at his eye. It's like, this may go on all period long gang. Well, no. So, so what happens is they go down for nothing. You pull them the same, the same thing, the same narrative is going to be created if you pull them at three or you pull them at four, at least if you pull them at four, you're giving them a chance to, to, to circumvent that narrative, which is, and I sent this out too. I was like, I can't wait to see what he says. And I really hope that it is. I'm pulling Smith because I'm protecting him from the team that is playing in front of him and, and go back to him in game two. And, you know, if, if, if they come back and Koskinen plays, great. Well, now you've got a decision on your hands. You've got the one decision we didn't want to have, you know, and no other team has that decision. Well, other than Minnesota, but they're gone now. And you know, like it's just, I think they pulled him too early. I don't know. That's my opinion.
0: I don't think so. Like those goal, like that first goal was ridiculously soft. Like that can't go in the second one. He could have stopped. I didn't think that was great for him. So you just can't keep throwing them out there. Like you need to give your team a spark.
3: Right. But what, what, what goal on Koskinen was any good? What goal on Markstrom was any good? Like, like, yeah, but now that's, hindsight. But that's in the
1: least goals, Charles. That's Mike in the least goals of all three goalies. <laughs> yeah. He did.
3: You know, I just I, I just I know, I know. And you see that one that goes just middle middle of the net glove side on Koskinen. and you're like, Well, how's that any worse? You know what I mean? The buck was bouncing in a weird way last night. There was something the ice there, there, shitty. there was something going on that was beyond anyone's control. You know, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't know. There was a lot of storylines from last night's game. One was, you know, like we wanted to see if they were going to be tough and off the bat, they sure didn't show that they were going to be, you know, they weren't hitting Puli RV hit somebody like we know you can skate in really fast on the forecheck, but lay a hit. Like I am just, I'm kind of at my wits end with him. I just want, if he can just like start hitting, start creating something, you know? I don't know, man. I don't know the Kachuk, the Kachuk, Evander Kane thing was also very funny because I I was lip reading that right What he was saying in that the, was so um, funny
1: when you showed up on Twitter lip reading Chalmers that was before, great
3: before that's probably penalty. my highlight of the period before the penalty he's asking Kane do you need some money do you need some money <laughs> he says it like three times and then you know the chirps weren't good I don't know if they could hear each other but they just kept repeating themselves they just kept repeating themselves going back to the well you know with the same old things and an and uncle on the shots of Kachuk's family, like uncle already. Okay. We get it. Kachuk's family's there. Like enough is enough.
0: You're not a fan of I, Brady Kachuk. I like that. It was funny.
3: Brady Kachuk walking up with two, two bud talls in his bud light tall. He's in his back pocket. And one we should trade hands.
1: for him. We should open up the vault. We should get the draft picks out. We should get him So he could play his brother for 20 years. Like grow up,
3: get a box. You guys are multimillionaires. Oh my God.
0: Listen to you. That's actually, <laughs> I didn't think of it I'm that aggressively, people. but I even thought about how like at Oilers games, like the wives and girlfriends for the playoffs are just like sitting in the stands with everyone else. And I'm like, you're significant. Chuck family is of the people. I know, but I just think it's weird. how like if I had that kind of money, I would want to go sit in a box. And, so the like,
1: first thing you would do with money is remove yourself from the people. Yes. <laughs>
3: Wow.
1: (laughs) I hope none of your bets come
3: in and they don't change your life. Was that a scheduled drop-off by the Squire or what's going on with him?
0: I don't know where he went. Oh, he's still here. No, he's not. Um, I don't know where he went. Mary (laughs)
3: Brown's
1: pop-out brought to you by Mary Brown's? (laughs) Yeah, Mary Brown's (laughs) pop-out. They're not a sponsor anymore. Anyways,
3: we're on to game two. Ten-game series. We lost the first one in LA. They're not a sponsor
1: anymore. Do you think I know that, your M-check? It's a joke.
3: (laughs) The after the game press conferences were were uh, were nice to listen to too. I mean, Salty. For, and like Matthew Kachuk saying, like, we can't let him crawl back in there, and and he's not wrong, you know. But the fact is, is we if we would have gotten just hammered and shown no life, this conversation today would have been a lot bleaker.
1: Yeah, I don't think that this is a game you come away with feeling dejected.
2: Got to tighten some shit up.
1: Yes. Heck, heck. Or are you pissed? You thought they're going to sweep them? Like, what the fuck, people?
2: I think the problem for yeah. me was just that they looked so... Yeah. Just not ready to go. Like, and I know the others have had slow starts. I mean, over the last year or two, we've been talking about it a lot, but like, that one was just like, we were all ready to go, but they were not. And that was a bummer.
3: No, you saw them sitting on their heels a lot. And i've I've been harping on the play of a one... Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but I was kind of hyper watching him last night. And, and, you know, I don't know what it is with him, but he can't be on that line. He's just not effective right now. There was a couple, there was a shot from the point that almost went in and I rewound it for my sons. And I was like, look at him. He does not he does a curl. And with zero urgency starts to skate out to the puck carrier and just He could have made it if he was just skating like Hyman. You know what I mean? And he could have gotten the way of that shot. He's just—he looks not motivated right now. And it sucks to say because I love that guy, right? I think that I
2: think that line is trash and should never be together again. Oh, never again. Like Archibald Nuge and Ryan is just—it did not work. Like even when Nuge got moved up, and I'm not trying to pump his tires, even though that's on brand, but, but like he looked so much better playing with actual skilled players
3: talk about that power play for a minute my god somebody did their homework on our power play it was awful what they were doing is it looked like they knew that we run it from the and that we get it down low for shots so they were they were they were kind of not doing a box as a square but they were more doing a diamond where their one guy stays high and just creates havoc up top and we could not get uh, any type of like Structure. We were getting pressured. I've always said you got to have a, a a passive box does not work in a power play, like or a penalty kill. You've got to have an aggressive box and go after these guys. They did it last night. They knew exactly what we were doing, and we did not change our focus. You know, to the like everybody knows McDavid's going to skate it in. Everybody knows that the guy that's carrying the puck at center is not dumping it and is not skating it in. That McDavid is going to take it on a backhand pass and wheel. And they had an answer for it. And then even if we did get the the, the zone, they had an answer for that too. Like they've got to think some things through. It's like those guys were so robotic and they didn't change their style. And it was the least effective power play I've ever seen.
0: I'm with you. Uh, You could see from the second power play attempt that they had, it was like, holy fuck, the flames are aggressive tonight. And the Oilers, just they just never adjusted to the fact that you're right. Calgary knew it, it starts at the top and it goes down low and Edmonton just couldn't figure out a way to run their power play any way differently. And it took them three or four attempts to finally figure out how to break into the zone even before they could even try to get set up. So it was super annoying. Yeah,
3: When you play with that like umbrella where the, the high defense stands right on the blue line and then you've got the wingers that are kind of on the board just around the ringette line, you have two passing lanes there and they were blocking them off. They were just, they were, they were in those lanes. They were causing havoc. Our guys, they, it's like they had never felt pressure before on that. And they didn't know what to do with it. And it was, it was frustrating because you know, that, that, that one, that one power play where we scored the first goal, it was three, one. That was a real opportunity for a momentum shift. If we could have scored on that power play, I mean, the momentum shift came later, but that would have been a nice place to start it. And you saw 45 seconds in the power play. It was not coming.
0: Yeah. Uh, We move on to game two though. Yep. A good venting session. This was nice. I feel like we aired all of our grievances and now I feel ready to be positive for game two.
3: Yeah. Going on Twitter after when we go down and, and, and shitting on this team, if we go down a couple goals, I mean, what does that do? Is that your way of venting? I really don't understand it. Like it's my way of venting in a way. you're either with them or you're not like, are but, you new but, to the app
1: Chalmers? That's what 99% no, of I guess Twitter I just is. Live in a,
3: I guess I just live in a utopian universe where I just think oh. that people can relax for a minute. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just with 13 minutes left in the first, you're saying people are saying, I'm going to bed. This is dumb. This team has nothing. And you're like,
1: a lot hey, of Chalmers, if you want to relax, go to a sandals resort. This is Oilers Twitter. We're here to get hyped. We're here to get each other's faces. We're here to tell each other off and then come back together one minute later when the Oilers score.
3: Well, if you tell them off, don't expect to come back together with me. I ain't having it. No, I'm with you. You
1: I was telling everybody they're idiots last night.
3: I don't want you back.
1: No room in the bandwagon. No. Nope, nope. Now, uh, something positive. How good was the intro to the game on Sportsnet? Oh yeah,
0: that got me fired up. Unbelievable! It kickstarted my heart. Oh, so well done. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I was hyped. But then again, like I I don't know. I don't need to keep dwelling on it. Just oh my god, I don't. I want to move on. I I feel like this podcast because we're all so just balls deep in the Oilers playoff run, it hasn't had its usual flavor of nonsense. You know, usually we're good to go off on like two or three solid tangents every episode. That's what real life is about. During playoffs, we care about nothing else. Yeah, I guess. We're singularly focused on Oilers hockey. Like I keep waiting for you, Wanya, to be like, I saw this thing the other day and like, no, go uh, I saw the
1: Oilers play last night and then I did a <laughs> podcast this morning already by 1 PM. I've already
0: done one about the Oilers. I feel like I'm even treating my own day to day life. Like I'm involved in the series, like a player, yes, like I'm you sta- are involved. You need to rest. You need to hydrate. <laughs> like I've established a rule where I won't like no drinking. If they aren't playing like, nope, that day is for recovery. Like yeah. don't make plans mm-hmm. in the evening. Cause I'm going to bed early. Like Good. I have a whole system of like how I prepare for my game days. Now.
1: Do you have any lucky charms going this playoff series yet?
0: Well, the rally romper will come out only when they really need it so there's that no only when you really need it bag milk you got any superstitions going
2: uh no not really i uh one thing that i mean like if i can knock this flu out i'd like to be back amongst people watching the game on friday but who knows if that'll be doable i feel like a pound of shit but um other than that no, it was just, it was weird to be screaming at nobody with nobody
1: last night. That's the name of my sex tape.
0: Uh-huh. Jack thoughts? Thoughts on sex tapes? Um, that name of my sex tape? Oh, pretty funny, I think. Yeah, it could work.
1: This, po- this podcast should be called Long Uncomfortable Silences, brought to you by the HGA
0: Group. <laughs> uh, Chalmers, Chalmers, you're not watching the game in your basement anymore, right?
3: no i was in the kitchen again last night i uh i didn't wear my messy jersey i wore my oilers nation hoodie my oilers nation hat um you know the basement's off limits until until i was hoping that we would get up a couple games maybe it'd be like two to one and i can watch game four in there maybe try to break the curse um but as of right now that basement's off limits and uh other than that i'm just you know i'm uh I'm trying to decide if I got to have something that I wear that's lucky because, you know, game two, I'll probably try my jersey again. Um, Here's the
1: ace in the hole I got going, Chalmers. Tell me what you think about this. When the others were down to the Kings in the series, I took my lucky McDavid jersey off and I hung it on the banister of Wanye Manor, and I haven't touched it since. And they came back to win the series. I feel like that is a huge play by myself. Hat tip to Connor McDavid for actually playing for the Oilers and doing huge things.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I like sounds- it. I, I mean, like a- anybody that's a little bit superstitious. No, like when I used to play hockey, I used to eat the same thing before games. I used to eat the same time, roughly like before the game. Would you eat a light bulb? Um, I would, you know, I, no, I used to have spaghetti. I used to eat lots of spaghetti, <laughs> lots of some form of pasta. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. If
3: I didn't eat, then I just didn't eat. <laughs> um, but you know, you always, I always keep my state free. Game. I mean, I don't know. I I've I lost some of the rituals, but man, if you got something that's working, keep doing it.
0: Long awkward low energy podcast. Anyway, I feel I like, like f- f- and, I'll,
3: and I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll what's that?
0: We all we can just barely hear you.
3: <laughs> oh really?
0: Yeah. You're better now. Oh. Jay drops off. Like, what's yeah, the Yeah, Jay fuck just is this? left and never came back. This is just a real spotty showing by the boys here. Yeah, we are. This is our game one. We've matched the Oilers in their intensity. Oh. <laughs> but that's even what I mean. Like, I was talking about uh, how we haven't done like nonsense or gone off on any tangents because well, I started like, talking about OnlyFans and I heard
1: crickets and I actually like almost voted myself off the podcast. You almost pulled a J and just dipped.
4: You just dipped.
0: Boing. I feel like again, we're just like wasting or not wasting, but like using all of our energy on like game day and watching the game and pouring ourselves into what happens for the 60 minutes of I was of hockey.
1: so spent after the game last night. No exaggeration. Within 10 minutes of the game being over, I was asleep. I buy that, yeah. That's it was as though I'd done something, even though I've done nothing.
0: It's it's exhausting. Uh, I agree.
1: Uh, Kylie. Game seven against the Kings, I did not sit down once. I was solo at my house, and I stood the entire game. And then I backed that up last night. I didn't sit down once, even when they were down by four. I was standing. Put uh, down in your Fitbit and smoke it.
3: <laughs> I well, love. Boys, I got to get back to work so that I can. I got to. What the fuck? You came
1: so late, and left early.
3: Go
0: All right. Good yep. chat, Charles. Uh, (laughs) Oh boy, this is gonna require some post production. Wanya, can I tell you a story?
3: Yeah, I'm getting bad service.
0: Okay, just leave, Chuck. Just
3: go. (laughs) I want to be, I (laughs) want (laughs)
1: to. Knows he has no service, goes on a rant.
0: So, Wanya, I want to tell you a story about a DM I got the other day. Um, So, this guy DMs me and he goes, hey, I'm a big nation guy. I love everything you do. And he goes, but can you help me because I was blocked by the account and I don't think I should have been. Uh oh, appeal process. So he sends me a screenshot of the tweet, and it was you posting a photo of Wanye Jr. and the and in the photo, Wanye Jr. is wearing camouflage pants. Yeah. And the guy replied and said, wow, like shout out to that kid for being born with no legs. Cause like as a joke about camo pants, you can't see them.
1: Uh, <laughs> and you blocked him. <laughs> yeah, I blocked that
0: guy. yeah. Anyways. Um, oh, wow. Well, that's fair. Did you unappeal uh, him? Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, I, I, I understand where the joke is here. I was like, be on your best behavior though. Cause Juan is always watching. Well, I ban people all the time, man. You know how it is running that account. Oh, yeah. So many people say such offside shit. Oh,
1: yeah. That I have a nightclub bouncer attitude towards this, where, like, if you're in a busy nightclub and you act up, you're thrown out. It doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if you're wrong because the herd can't be spooked in a full nightclub. Mm -hmm. This is a theory, right? Yeah. Same online. If you're like saying sassy shit or whatever in the comments and stuff, or I don't like what your reply is, you're blocked. I don't really give a flying fuck. It's for the enjoyment of everybody else on Twitter.
0: If you're going to be sassy, you have to live with the potential consequences.
1: In that instance, though, I do understand that what you're saying it's a joke. I thought I was just reading, like, "Who the fuck says Wanya Junior has no legs?" Block.
0: <laughs> and that's why I wanted to show it. It was funny. Uh, it was good, but he's back. He I told Wanya Junior this morning
1: that the Oilers won. <laughs> He'll never know. He won't
0: figure that out for years.
2: It's a way to do it, I think.
1: Whenever I see them, I'm like win, lose or draw. I'm like, the Oilers played last night, son, and they were so great. They were scoring left and right. They can't wait for you to come watch them. They said it specifically.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Wanye, because someone made this comment to me the other day, they said the only Wayne we need is Wanye, and it was in uh, response to Gretzky picking the Flames to beat the Oilers. Uh, What's your take on that's that? That's kind. Wow,
1: well, I think he's just stirring the pot.
0: Right? You're not like I'm... offended that the greatest Oiler of all time doesn't believe in them.
1: Hey, who gets a hall
0: pass if not Wayne Gretzky?
1: Here are the heroes of my life. Wayne Gretzky, Conor McDavid, the rest of Earth.
0: You're very optimistic recently. I give you credit for that. I like that.
1: Man, I felt like they, they were going to come back against LA and they did. Like, I don't think, I think the others are going to go to the conference finals. I honestly do.
0: I I just ride the roller coaster too hard. I'm not betting too, right? That may be something else that has to do with it.
1: Like, I can bounce back from a loss because I lost nothing except my pride and my virginity.
0: I have zero dollars on them to win this series. I did not bet on them to win the series straight up. I bet on some props yesterday. I actually made money last night, uh, but I did not place a wager on them because I knew my heart, like, I might have a heart attack just because I care so much about them. I don't need to have money on the line if they lose this thing in seven games. Oh, shit. Unrelated. It is ailing. Ha- it's hailing where you are? Yep. It's raining where I'm at. It just
2: stopped Damn, raining. Like it's where hailing I'm at.
1: hard where I am. That's huh. my boy, no. Where do I live? A on a research space. <laughs> 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 Me uh, and your MChuck's dad.
0: Hey, everyone got to meet him the other day. Really? What was that like?
2: I thought it was Straight really. Face? I thought, it was, I thought it was really funny because Tyler rolls up in Ford Hall in the romper. <clears throat> we all meet Tyler's dad and he was just kind of like very stern faced about the whole thing and I really? thought i not very enjoyable.
0: He just exactly sat up. Exactly. I imagined face.
2: him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, I thought it was I could also see him from the seats I was at during game seven uh, and I thought it was very enjoyable that Tyler was sitting there in the romper next to his dad. That was probably like, I don't know why you're wearing that, but I liked it.
0: Yep. He didn't get it, but that's okay. And if he uh, happens to want to take me to game three or four, boy, I hope I don't have to wear the romper next to him and make him live through that kind of embarrassment again.
1: (laughs) Speaking of family members, shout out to Lauren Kyle for making all the wags matching blazers. You see this? Yeah, that's neat. Hey, Lauren Kyle is nice okay and she does a lot of stuff that takes time out of her day and I respect her for it because a lot of these wags don't go out of their way for nobody or nothing she seems like a nice person Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure dating Connor I'm sure he ain't no treat we see what he looks like on TV he's probably a grim faced bastard working out in his gym every day (laughs) I think Lauren Kyle could do better (laughs) and I think Connor David's the greatest man in the world up with Gretzky Thank you for making blazers, especially for Warren Fogel's girlfriend, who seems very funny in nice. this,
0: And also for Ty- uh, Kyle Torres' girlfriend. Oh. I had a funny joke before he got recalled and he was just like sitting on IR or whatever he was doing that like Kyle Turris' his wife goes to leave the house in her wives and girlfriend jacket, being like, I'm going to watch the Oilers with the girls. And Kyle Turris is like sitting on the couch at home and he's like, Have fun. <laughs> Can I get one of those jackets? Sorry, Lauren says team members only. I'll be sleeping when oh, you get no. home. Oh, <laughs> oh no, go on one. But he's back now. He's a black ace. And, yeah, if, yeah. and if one of these games goes to a shootout, they will lift him down from the rafters like the San Jose Sharks did with their masks. That's that Kyle Turris' music. They'll get a penalty shot in like game four and they'll like, it'll be puliarvi on the bench ripping off his head. Scooby-Doo style to reveal that he is actually <laughs> Kyle Turris to come take the penalty shot. Ah, uh, fuck. there's something else I wanted to say about the BOA that I thought was funny. It was like a viral thing, but now I forget. Oh, bag milk. Just cause I think you'll get a chuckle out of this cause of uh, one of the conversations we had when we were down in LA. How about the Arizona coyotes not being allowed to put their own logo at center ice of their new arena. I saw that
2: too. And I just like, <laughs> what a farce, this what whole thing
1: disrespect is. the franchise is being shown by Arizona.
2: And they're having like, they've got like some kind of, they have to be on good behavior or something yeah. like that. Like I was reading a story yesterday and I just, it made me laugh out loud. It's just
0: such nonsense. So when we were in LA, Wanya, we ran into a couple from Phoenix who was telling us about some of the stuff that's going on with that deal. Apparently, the arena like won't be ready in time for the start of next season. So the Coyotes have to play like their first 20 games of the year on the road. Oh, my God. And also, (laughs) they don't have priority booking over the college teams. So during the college sports season, they won't play any home games on the weekend. They'll all be weekdays. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the best answer we have and majority of the seats in the arena apparently aren't actual seats it's just bleachers and they can't have their own logo at center ice and they don't own any of the advertising spaces on the And ice.
1: it's not actually ice it's jello pudding pops frozen in place <laughs> and is the main sponsor of the team
0: more or less uh, like i just this whole thing is just hilarious um like i know you Did guys Did you see that the Niagara Ice
1: Dogs just sold for 20 million dollars an OHL team yeah I wonder if they're more valuable than uh, the Arizona coyotes right now in terms of like revenue generators. They probably have a bigger arena.
0: I know you guys follow her on Twitter, uh, Ava at Ava, Tarant. She's Love hilarious. It. She just passed me and how many followers she has, which is she's the funniest person so in the hockey Twitter world. I swear she is. It's not every day. It's like 30 different bangers. I don't know how she does it. So there was a tweet going around. It was like, what's the most intense rivalry in sports. And she quote tweeted it and said, Arizona coyotes versus financial stability. <laughs> oh, so uh, funny. Best. She, she's going on this bit right now trying to attract free agents to uh, Winnipeg by just tweeting out photos of like tropical resorts and mean like ah beautiful morning in Winnipeg, right? Pending NHL free agents. Is she doing any work with jet station? We tried, right? Yep.
2: No, she's, she runs, she contributes on socials for us. Is she day.
1: lighting it up like she does on her own?
2: Uh, it's a little bit slower than probably you'd think, given the quality of the joke she puts out. But um, she's so funny. Man. I think that's Fine. more a product of Winnipeg being a weird spot.
0: Yeah, you can tell. Go through the Jets Nation Twitter, like the tweets she's responsible for. Very <laughs> easy to see. Uh,
1: I find myself interested in the Jets just because of her
0: repeated takes on how shitty they are. Yeah, and she has a weird love for Nick Ealers too, which is hilarious okay well let's uh let's work our way towards the end of this thing uh shout out to our friends at oodle noodle and doordash by the way oh i got the ding dong come on come on do we want the liam ding dong ding dong shout out to doordash <laughs> pair it up with oodle noodle uh, liam No matter where are you now no matter still at work yes he's still uh he's still grinding it up
1: where where is liam now i wonder right eh? oh he's still where he was before oh
0: okay <laughs> uh Promo code real life DD gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. When you use DoorDash, ding dong. That ding dong's not as much fun as ding dong. That one. (laughs) I like it pronounces the G and dong. Ding dong. Uh, I told you I have a cracked lip, so I'm trying not to laugh very hard today. And that's been tough.
1: <laughs> it's time to laugh again. Nature's healing.
0: Nature is healing. All right. Game four. I saw we just announced, uh, put it on our socials. Pint on white tomorrow is the watch party. Fairmont JPL, Alpha Romeo experience, playoff experience. We got a jersey we're giving away as well. I'll be there handing out free beers to the to the nation citizens if I feel the need to. Free beer? Sometimes I just walk around yeah. and I'll go, buy this man a beer on the nation. And a server runs over and a jester. And then there's a guy that isn't even with us. You're like, he'll pay. Mm -hmm. That's actually kind of how it works, except that guy's just Jared all the time and I'm shouting for him to buy people stuff. (laughs) Uh, I saw Nico Jolly at the game. That's the shout out I wanted to give to Nico Jolly. Nico Jolly. Yeah, he came up and uh, watched uh, Spiced Oil, came up and watched game three with our game one. Jesus Christ, with us at beer. He did a hell of a fan cam video last game. He did? Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's wrap this up because like I said, this was our game one of podcast. We just grinded through this thing. We all stayed at home. None of us even went into the office. We just sat. Jay was, in the oh, Jay was in the made office. Jay was in the office. I made it through without vomiting. That oh, should be a highlight. I feel for you, man. I feel for you. Something nasty is going around. Not COVID, but something nasty's going around. I, I already testing, had it. It wasn't good.
2: I keep testing negative for COVID, so it's not that. I just got absolutely flatlined here.
0: Well, you rest, you recover. The boys need you in game two. And, Come on, everybody. Uh, yep. See everybody. Yeah. We're just going to wrap this up. This is just shout out to the HGA group. I don't know. It's over. Thanks for
3: listening to another episode of the real life podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense. Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram.